0: You're listening to In Her Thirties with me, Taryn Soa. Hey, welcome back to another episode of In Her Thirties. You guys, I apologize. I was gone for two weeks. I had all the best intentions to post. And I know literally my last episode was like, keep showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Life happens, my friends, and life happened. Some good, some bad. And I'm here to talk about it all today. So I'm going to start with, it's like a bittersweet thing, good, bad. We unfortunately lost our pug, Stella, who was 14 years old, about a week and a half ago now. And that just, it took me out. It took me out, even though, like, I knew she was older. I knew the time was coming. I was seeing, like, some things failing in her. I thought I was prepared, but when we made, like, the ultimate decision, I melted. I completely fell apart. And I wasn't expecting it to hit me that hard. Like, I knew I would be sad. And I knew, like, the act of, like, bringing her to the vet that last time was going to be challenging but wow all the other emotions that came with it were really really heavy and if you've ever lost a pet before i'm sure you know and you can relate with that i have not lost a pet before i mean we had cats growing up and they always like went to the farm <laughs> whatever that meant they would just be gone when we got home you know and you're like eh well, that sucks but Gosh, my sweet Stelly is now gone. And I would not have been able to talk about this. So I I had to pause on episodes because I just had to pull it together a little bit and just give myself space to to grieve about the decision. So I just want to take a few minutes and give this episode to her and talk about her. You know, I got Stella as soon as I graduated high school. I had my graduation party, got a good chunk of money, saved some for college, but ultimately I used a good chunk of it and bought a pug. And I will never forget the day that I got her. I was hanging out at my best friend Kimmy's pool. We, I think I was nannying my sister at that time, and so she was hanging out with us too, and found this listing i can't remember if it was in the newspaper or what because guys this was in 2009 so i don't think it was like completely digital things yet (laughs) i mean we had phones but um saw this listing for pug puppies about 45 minutes away. And I'm like talking to Kimmy. I'm like, should I do it? I've been talking about getting this dog. and she's like, Do it. So left the pool and off we went to this lady's house to go get what I thought was going to be stew. I wanted a boy pug and I was going to name him stew. But when we got there, we were greeted at the door by like this just herd of pugs of all ages. The new litter was there. The older ones were there. If heaven on earth is real, like that is where it was, this lady's house full of pug puppies who were so happy to see you. And You know, I went with the attentions, kind of picked up the boy that I was wanting, but then this sweet girl just kept loving on us, and ultimately, we decided to bring her home instead. Like, I really wanted two. I ultimately was like, oh, do I get two? Well, that's insane. Um, So we did choose Stella, and she came home with us, and gosh, that first week was hell. Oh, my God. It is so hard having a puppy so hard. I remember my sister and I just bawling our eyes out. We're like, do we give her back? Like, what do we do with her? Thank God, we ultimately decided we were going to keep her. And at the time I lived with my parents, so you know, Stella really went through a lot of changes in my life with me. You know, we moved out of our house. Um, well, actually, let let me start back. She went through college with me. She studied with me. She snuggled with me every night. And once college was over, she came to my first apartment with me. She moved to Chicago with me and became a city pug. And she, you know, was with me through my relationship, starting with Jeremy, because I had her before I met my husband. She, was there when I brought home both of my babies. She was there for when we moved back to Michigan. Just every huge life transition since becoming an adult, basically, she was there. She was there through it all. And it feels weird with her not here, but it definitely was her time to go. And it's just not easy. So I'm dedicating this episode to my sweet, sweet Stella Luna. Oh, gosh. Okay, so then on to other news, why I just did not have a chance to sit down and record because we moved to Mackinac Island. You guys, if you're familiar with Michigan, whoever's listening, There's an island between the Lower Peninsula and the Upper Peninsula, and it's called Mackinac Island. You have to take a ferry there. Once you're on the island, there's no cars. You you bike, you walk, or you can take horses anywhere you go. And my husband found a seasonal chef job there, and he ended up getting it, and we moved. Literally, he got it. Friday, not this Friday, but like a Friday, we got the message and it was like, hey, you need to be here no later than in nine days. And we're looking at each other. We're like, oh, maybe we don't do it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. What do we do? We pulled the trigger and we went, we packed up all our stuff and got all the things. So I'm going to back up a second and talk a little bit more about Jeremy. Jeremy moved to Chicago to go to culinary school. So he is a French trained chef. When we lived in Chicago, he worked at Michelin star restaurants. So fine dining, yummy, delicious, amazing food. Well, when we ultimately decided to start our family, we did decide to move back to Michigan, to our hometown. And we knew the food scene was going to be different. And we were hoping that Jeremy would still be able to find his footing and his place here in Muskegon, Michigan. So we moved back. He got, you know, a new job at a restaurant, a new restaurant that was opening up. And for the last few years that we've been here, it's been really hard for him to find his place. He loves food. He loves feeding people beautiful food. He puts so much thought into what he creates. That is his literally love language. How he loves people is by cooking them a good meal and watching them enjoy it. And when we came back to Michigan, there was a piece of that still, but when it comes down to it, and I'm going to generalize a little bit, you know, people here in this area like a burger, a steak, um, pizza, french fries, fried food, sandwiches, like they not, isn't as big of a market for the food he likes to create. And, you know, he's been at a few restaurants and I joke with him, I, I call it, that he's had the Muskegon tour. Because he'll go into these restaurants and they hire him and they bring him on as their chef. And they're like, we want like all scratch made food. We want everything fresh. We want this, this, this. But then as time goes on, like obviously the market speaks and then the restaurant's like, oh, maybe we should go pre-made. Oh, maybe we need to throw lasagna on the menu. And we he kept seeing this over and over again where he was, to put it blindly, basically, he was having to dumb down his skills to be able to serve the crowd here. And it sucked the life out of him. Literally, I can see his excitement and passion is dwindling. And when I say that he is passionate about food, I mean it to my deep core. Like I remember, especially when we lived in Chicago and I was struggling with like my career and I hated it, but I would see Jeremy and I'm like, I don't understand. Like, this man loves what he does. So I knew it was possible. He was very much a role model for me because being a chef is not easy. Long, long hours, stress, you know, but at the end of the day, he would have this accomplishment and it would make it all worth it. Where I did not see that in my career. So passion. But moving back here to Michigan, I just wasn't seeing that in him anymore. And the beginning of this year of 2023, we ultimately decided we're like, you know what? Maybe what it is is you should open your own restaurant. We went down that path for a little while. We found a place. We, you know, set up all the foundational things, I guess before you make a decision to purchase and create a restaurant like set up his LLC he created a menu he had an architect design like the layout and we got all the way to the point of we got the lease agreement and at first they were like 5 years and we're like no i mean come on if you've seen bar rescue 5 years that's a long time so we got it down to 3 years and you know our business plan was strong and I could really see how it was going to be successful. But when we got closer and closer, I noticed Jeremy wasn't sleeping at night and we were kind of talking one morning. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I can tell like, you're not, you're not sleeping. What's going on? He's like, I don't know if this is the right move. Like I want a restaurant that has, that's what he's saying. Like that has always been one of his goals, but you know, having been in this market for a little while we knew the type of food that he would need to make is maybe not up to the level that he wanted so he was going to do chef inspired sandwiches so we knew that our area loves sandwiches handhelds and he was going to take you know your fast food sandwich and put like a chef spin on it like fresh and made from scratch but you know good juicy messy which sounds amazing. You know, I was on board and I could really see potentially this going somewhere, but his heart wasn't in it again. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to put that much stress on us if your heart isn't 100% behind it. You know, a restaurant, I don't actually know, I don't own one, but is a huge commitment. You know, I run my own business. So I understand like then creating a physical business was going to be a lot on us. So I encourage them like, Jeremy, you can do whatever you want. If that is what you want, if that is what you want to do is have this restaurant and you feel it so strong in your bones, let's do it. But if you don't, there's other options out there. Something else will show up. And I kid you not, we decided not to do it. We kind of just sat in the space of like, what's next? I don't know. Like Jeremy was home more helping with the kids because we're homeschooling. And that was really helpful for me. But then this opportunity came up for a seasonal job at Woods on Mackinac Island, which is a fine dining restaurant, which is Jeremy's bread and butter, right? So we kind of went through... The interview process, it was five interviews, and he got it. And we're kind of looking at each other and it's like, well, is this too good to be true? Because housing is included. We could bring our family and pets. So we're kind of looking at each other like, I think we just do it. And it's close enough to our home that I can come home with the kids as needed. We can keep our house. We have someone who's watching over our house and whatnot. Our neighbors are amazing and keeping an eye out too. And so we pulled the trigger and did it. We literally had to pack up a lot of our stuff that we knew we needed day to day and moved there last Saturday. And... I currently, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm actually back in Mesquite and I had to come back with we had some appointments and stuff, but Jeremy's up there and he started work. And let me tell you, it is not it is not luxurious. So it's not like we are staying in this like beautiful apartment. No, it is literally a lived-in apartment. It's a two-bedroom apartment that we got. It is one mile uphill. From the downtown area. Literally, there's like five hills. It's just straight uphill. And when we first got there, no one greeted us or told us where to go. And in our paperwork that we had got, it's like, oh, a representative from the hotel will be there to help you get where you needed to go. Yeah, no one was there. So we park our car, we take the ferry across with all our stuff, we get off, someone like takes our stuff. So we're like, okay, we're in the right spot, you know? But then all the people that were on the ferry with us just like disperse and disappear. And we're standing there like, where's our representative? Like there's no workers anywhere. Literally no one to ask. And I'm like, well, let's just walk. Let's just walk into the town. We walk into the town while well, it's off season right now. It literally felt like we were at a movie scene and zombies were maybe going to come out at any moment. Like dead. It was dead. It was creepy. Like all the, you know, restaurants and stores and shops, everything was closed. And I turn and look at Jeremy. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I literally have no idea what to do because he's employed through like the grand hotel is the the big hotel that's on the island, but it's closed right now. So I'm like, do we walk to the hotel? In the paperwork, it says don't check in at the hotel. You're supposed to check in at your housing, but we don't know where our housing is. And we were supposed to find that out from a representative. We were so confused. <laughs> and so kind of got under his butt a little bit. He's like, okay, I'm going to call some people. He's calling like the office people. It's a Saturday. So of course, they're closed. He got a hold of his chef who was in Costa Rica, but he's like, you know what? I know someone who lives there year-round, one of the guys who works with us. I'll call him and get you connected. So that guy came down, got us, and got us a horse uh, carriage ride up to our housing because, you guys, I, we, we would have never found it. I Never. Literally uphill a mile. And so they brought us up there. They got us food. We got into our little apartment apartment. And kind of settled in and, you know, I I had a little panic attack. I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Well, literally, what are we doing? Nothing is open. There's no food. How how are we going to live? So, whatever. We had the food from the restaurant. We ate that night. The next morning, we knew there was a grocery store down in the main area. So, we brought the kids. We walked the mile downhill, got our groceries. We walked the mile back up. Having to carry the kids. Kids are crying. We get back up to the room and we're like, look at nature. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. But we're here to embrace the, in- the adventure. You know? Jeremy and I always say this to him. I'm like, I'm here to live a life of more. Not in the sense of like more things or more tangible. But I'm like, I just want a life that's more than just work. That is more than, you know, what you would think is a corporate life. Get up, work out, eat breakfast, go to work, get the kids, come home, watch TV. Like, I just want a different life for us, a different lifestyle and speed. And who knows? This is our first little test at it, you know? So we're going to be up there all summer. I'll be back and forth quite a bit. Um, From there to Muskegon. it's a four-hour drive. Round trip, it's kind of about six hours because you guys you have to take a ferry to the island, and then you have to take a horse up to where we live. So I came back yesterday, and it was about six hours. So I'll be back and forth a bit. We're keeping our house, like I said, we're gonna have somebody staying here and watching out for it, and you know watering our grass, getting our mail, all the things. My neighbors are so amazing; they're looking out for it too because already there was like a weird guy like walking around in our neighborhood the other night and she caught him on camera and she called the police and it ended up being nothing. But um, it's good to know that someone has a watchful eye out for us. <sighs> so who would have thought? 2023 is already turning out to be a way different year than I thought. So at the end of last year, you know, our kids were in daycare. It was working a ton. And even if I think like 2022, like at the beginning of the year, my business was way different. So it's like my business has made these huge changes. We're homeschooling our kids. Now we are, you know, living island life, (laughs) not like the Bahamas. Maybe in the summer it will be. Just so many changes and I'm all here for it. So I hope you have fun tuning in and hearing our journey as it goes. I will talk to you next week. thanks for hanging out and listening in. I would totally love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at taryn.soa. See you over there.